Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Welcome to Sex Talk with Zivi and Tracy, co-hosted by me, Zivi Owens, and Tracy Cox, who is the author of 17 books and an international sex expert. We are the duo behind the TikTok viral sensation account called With Zivi and Tracy, and you should definitely listen to this podcast in which I ask Tracy three anonymously sourced questions each episode, which you can also enter at www.sextalkwithzivi.com. And Tracy.com and it's sex talk S-E-X-T-O-K to reflect our TikTok viral success. I hope you enjoy. Enter your questions on our website. Listen up, send it to friends, and please rate and review our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. Enjoy. Tracy, here we are. We have a big episode today. Because I know. It's, it's our a- last one. Well, it's our 55th episode. 55th. That's a whole year of podcasting. That's amazing. I can't believe that. It feels like about by. three months. I love podcasting with you. I really so look forward to it. I'm sad that we're taking a break now for a while. Yes, yeah, so be everybody, like texting you or something. <laughs> we will. We will. We'll have little like, like we'll have um, voicemail, um, yeah. WhatsApps or something. Yeah. But um, yeah, so this is our last one um, for a while. We're both taking a bit of time off, and we'll be back though in August, and then back to weekly podcasts. And there are 55 episodes um, yes. to go back and listen to if you fancy doing that. That's so. a lot of time. 55 times half an hour or so. I mean, I, mm. I can't do the math that fast, but that's a lot of hours that you could spend <laughs> while we are away over the summer catching up on your sex talk. So yes. go for it. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. Um, also, thank you again to everybody because um, even though we lost the Webby Award for um, Best Interview Talk Show, it's pretty awesome that we were even nominated, uh, which is out of 14,000 nominations in 70 countries. Our little show wow. was in the top five of interview talk show podcasts. That's pretty awesome. Do you know, I didn't know that. Wow. Yeah. That is and impressive. Especially because I'm kind of annoyed my other show was not in the top five <laughs> for interview talk show podcasts. It was in the arts and culture category, but still, like, what on earth? This is what I do. So anyway, we even beat yeah, me. This is sex, sex, sex. <laughs> yes. So anyway. People um, love sex, don't they? Oh, well done us. Well done yeah, us. Well yeah. Done and us. it's going to be weird not doing this every week, but we will be back. So don't forget about us, everybody. Yeah, don't forget about us. Keep we'll us, remind you. Keep subscribed. Okay. We have three questions. First question. I've started a new relationship with the guy I'm really into. Our sex is good and he seems to enjoy it, but his erections are a little hit and miss. On two occasions, he struggled to get one and I notice he loses his erection when he goes down on me. Does that mean he's not enjoying doing it? Do you think it means he's not that into me sexually or he doesn't find me attractive? We're both in our 20s, so shouldn't his erection be really hard? Why are you whispering? There's no one else in the room. I know. I don't know why I do that. I don't know. I'm sorry. I'm really trying to work on it, but it's a lost cause. I don't know. I get embarrassed. I don't know. I don't know. Okay. Anyway, right. Okay. Who would be a man, Zippy? Who would be a man? Seriously. I mean, they talk about penis envy. Do you know any woman who would want a penis? 
Honestly, I mean, this is Freudian. Freud came up with this a billion years ago. I think we can successfully say that no women would like a penis because there's too much pressure. That poor organ has so much pressure on it. You're meant to get hard immediately. You're meant to last a certain time before you ejaculate. You're meant to, God forbid, lose your erection at any point. And and men are well aware that women interpret an erection that's not hard and, you know, like pinging up at the minute they see them naked and in the room, they know that women or men probably as well take it as an insult that we all think, well, this has got to be my fault. I'm not attractive enough. I'm not this enough. Exactly like the lady who wrote in is doing. And I think that it it's just stop putting pressure on ourselves about stuff like that. It really isn't helpful. And I mean, in a sentence, he, your boyfriend, is a man. He's not a machine. I mean, and yes, he's in his 20s, so it means that physically his penis is in peak condition. But the wobbles that, erection wobbles that you get are nearly always psychological. And you're more insecure in your 20s than you are at any other time. I think you get more confident in yourself as you get older. So that's not going to stop his erection wobbles at all, just the fact that he's in peak physical condition. Now, they used to think, this makes me laugh, my my mum, who's like 86, in her generation, they used to say, you know, all it takes for a man to get an erection is to put a coin in a slot machine which used to make me really laugh, like, <laughs> sure. Right, so he's going to get up and get some, like, a thing of Diet Coke and get an erection. Just like, I mean, was this ever true? I don't think it ever was. But then the world realised that actually those penises were attached to human beings and human beings are as susceptible to stress and everything else as, as you know, anyone is. And I think that whole thinking that, you know, if a man's aroused, he's hard, and if a woman's aroused, she's wet has kind of gone out the window now because we know, thank God as well, because we know that arousal has got to do with a hell of a lot more than attraction. Things like stress, things like medication, how much you've drunk, time of the month, hormones, you know, a million things affect our arousal. So you cannot, you know, all of these, our minds might be willing, but the flesh is weak because of all those other things. So please, any female out there listening to this, don't take it that he thinks that he doesn't fancy you. It's just silly. If anything, it could mean that he finds you too attractive because this is a classic case of performance anxiety. So if he's thinking to himself, oh my God, she's so hot, what's she doing with me? You know, then he's going to be anxious and panic and penises hate anxiety and panic and so they don't perform very well. So very often, this is not me just making it up to make her feel better, by the way, very often this happens. I used to have a friend um, when I was about 30 who could get an erection on cue with, with casual sex or one night stands, no problem at all. The minute he likes someone, it would take him three months. But they're not, he's, they're not saying like in general, they're saying at this particular time when he's doing this thing, it stops. Mm. Why then? Like, does it mean something bad about that moment? Like, what no. does that mean? That is completely normal. It's We have this perception in our heads that the minute a man gets an erection to when he ejaculates, it's meant to stay hard all the way through. It doesn't. In any sex session, his erection will come and go. And when it goes is when he's doing things like giving her oral sex, because especially if he's in the classic position of lying on the bed between her legs, because his penis is completely ignored. 
Penises like constant attention. They like to be stimulated. And so, of course, no matter how much he's enjoying it, his erection might well go down. It usually does go down. And this is why, you're going to love this, this is why men often hump the bed as they're giving you oral sex in that position because as well as being a sign of excitement, it is a way of keeping his penis hard because it's stimulating it. So it's it's all about that. It's just that it needs constant stimulation to keep it hard. It's nothing, it doesn't mean, it's not any um, indication that he's not enjoying doing it or that something's putting him off. It's just what happens to most guys. Now, most guys, you know, or not most guys, but some guys will, they'll lose their erection. They won't worry about it. By the time they get up and start kissing you again and you put your hand down, it's back up again. So sometimes you don't notice that that's happened. But that is what is going on here. And the thing is, how you deal with it will dictate what happens next. If you're constantly looking at his penis really nervously or start yanking it desperately, you know, trying to make it hard, it's not going to work. The best thing to do in this scenario is to completely ignore it, guide his hands to your breasts or between your legs or wherever you want to, and get him to start giving you pleasure and really up how much you're enjoying it. Because then seeing you get aroused means he gets aroused and he, more importantly, feels confident. And the best cure for any sort of performance anxiety is to load on the sexual compliments and have, you know make sure he's got a really healthy sexual self-esteem going on. So that is the trick. Distract him and give him loads of, of confidence because it's that's all it's about. And please don't, a, a guy not getting a, a stonking erection every time he looks at you when you're naked doesn't mean anything. There's so many other factors at play here. Okay. Well done. Good. <laughs> Convinced. Convinced? Good. Convinced. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Question number two. My husband is leaving for a work training course for 10 weeks. We will be able to talk and video chat on the phone, but we won't see each other in person until his training is done. We've been together for 19 years and have never been apart for this long. We enjoy having sex three to four times a week, and we are both going to miss it while he's gone. Neither of us have ever had phone or video sex, so any tips or ideas to spite things up from afar are much appreciated. Thanks, Ivy and Tracy. Your show is fabulous. Oh, thank you, person. <laughs> we love a compliment, don't we? We love a compliment. And I have to give them a compliment. Jesus Christ, 19 years. I know. And they're yeah. having sex three to four times a week. Impressive or what? Right. I was going to say that. And I was like, well, maybe I should seem blasé about this fact. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. I have it six or seven times yeah. a week. No, 
know, that's impressive. That's very, very impressive. And I think with that interest and commitment, um, they're not going to have any problems with the long distance sex. So, um, so I thought we'd divide this one into phone sex and, you know, Zoom virtual sex. So phone sex was the original before our phones turned into little, you know, video machines and computers. And and I, so I think you should do both. Don't just, don't ignore phone sex for Zoom sex, because the whole point of phone sex is that it robs us of the thing that we most rely on during sex, which is visual, right? So instead of that, you have to rely on sounds and words, and they are often the least the most neglected part of sex. We sort of tend to look at smell and touch and visual, but we don't, I mean, lots of couples have sex in complete silence, by the way, which would be kind of freaky, um, but it's quite common. So the whole point of phone but, but sex... But no judgment from you. No, no, no. no. And, some, <laughs> and sometimes it could be quite a turn on if you have to make yourself be deadly silent. Yeah, but it, I think a good... That should, a that, should be one of your cha- that should be one of your challenges. Yeah, stay completely silent. We should remember that. <laughs> right, so the, for phone sex, you've got to rely on dirty talk. And there are several ways you can do this. So you could both mas- be on the other end of the phone, masturbating um, in your various wherever you are at the same time. And then you just describe what you're doing. So you might say to him, I'm touching my breasts right now. And then you could add on what you wish they would could do to you. And I'm wishing that you were here because I love it when you bite my nipples. So you could both do this and switch back and forth. So you say your bit, he says his bit, and then you try and climax at the same time. So that's one way to do it. Um, The other way is that you can take turns. So one person's masturbating on the end of the phone and you're like talking them through. Then once they've had their orgasm, you then get yours. Now, try and be the one who's (laughs) the first one because the second person's like, anyway, I've had my orgasm. I'm not really interested in bringing you to yours now because you lose interest the minute you've had an orgasm. Well, I do. Maybe that's just me. Um, And the other thing to do in phone sex is to tell your partner a fantasy. That works really well. Um, If you don't feel that imaginative, you could read out a partner's sexy book. That works well. One of my friends, actually, she gets her partner to read out poetry on the phone because she just loves poetry, classic poetry. And she wouldn't do it for me at all. But anyway, so this is the whole (laughs) point about sex, isn't it? What does it for one? Um, And just an aside, um, just remember that dirty talk doesn't have to include swearing or it doesn't have to be crude. Um, I always think the three words that work best in dirty talk are simply, I want you, which is, you know, nothing like that, because it often puts people off. They feel like dirty talk means that you have to be dirty. So that's phone sex. Um, Now, Zoom sex or virtual sex or video sex, the obvious attraction to this is that you can see each other, which is fantastic, you know, for long-term lovers to be able to see each other. The other thing that I think works really, really well with virtual sex is that it's scheduled sex. And I'm such a fan of scheduled sex because for this, you get the anticipation, you get to plan it, you can you can really go all out with this. You know, you can work out the lighting, you can get the right filter, you can work out poses, you can practice. And I think she should, they should all go out and go all out and like make sure that the backgrounds are sexy, make sure that there's some sexy tunes, you know, make sure she's got great underwear on or, you know, he's looking sexy and and really like make a, a special effort um, for this. And, and it's just lends itself to this sort of stuff so well. When you are actually ready to go, make sure you prop your device up, obviously, because you need hands-free. 
Then you can do things like do a strip for him. You could pretend that you're a dominatrix and order him around and he has to do everything you say. You might masturbate for him and say, right, you're not allowed to touch yourself until I finish. You Then you reverse all that and get him to do all that to you. Not necessarily the same session, obviously, but I'm just giving you ideas for each one. You could both masturbate at the same time. You could role play together. You could use a vibrator. You could put some nipple clamps on. He could use a male masturbatory sleeve. So it's just thinking about just the visual. So basically with with Zoom sex, you are using it to tease each other. It's just teasing each other and trying to arouse them. And it's like watching porn, isn't it, really, effectively, except it's your partner that's starring in it. So that's kind of how it works. So for this couple, after all these years together... Mm. What is there a risk of them not doing this? Like, what if they don't do any of this stuff at all and they're just like, I miss you, take care? (laughs) I don't think they will. I mean, they've been having sex three to four years. They've taken the time to write us in or write a question to ask what to do and how to make it spicy. There's no chance they're going to do that. But if they did do that, say there were a couple that thought, you know, okay, we don't like the sound of this. I'm just going to masturbate solo and then I'll see you in 10 weeks. It'd be fine. They are so strong. It would be fine. The other thing I wanted to mention was um, app control toys because they are built for long-distance lovers. And and so how these, these work is that you both have an app on your phone and then somebody keeps a physical toy. So say it's a love egg, right? She could insert the love egg and then he could say, right, you know, call her up and say, right, I'm going to turn this on in, you know, two seconds and it's really going to turn you on and you're going to have a, a, an orgasm. And it can be really fun. I mean, she doesn't, she... Wait, 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 he, stop, he could, stop. There's... Yeah, from 3,000 miles away, it. these work. Oh, my yes. gosh. Yeah. <laughs> 3,000 miles away, these things work. They're quite... They're not cheap, but they are very, very effective for long-distance lovers. And you can get love eggs, vibrating butt plugs, prostate massages, G-spot toys... Panty vibe toys. Um, and these are all, all remotely controlled. Con- oh my gosh. Yes. I all feel like there's a up. skit here somewhere with like someone's kids finding <laughs> these apps. I mean, my kids are all <laughs> over my phone. Picking them up. Oh my right? God. And yes. like somebody She's freaking out, out you know, in a meeting or something. Or I don't know. It would be a funny scene in a movie. <laughs> it would be a really funny scene in a movie. And so, um, but yeah, there are loads of them out there. I, I'm not going to mention any brands because sex toy brands just come and go, apart from mine, of course, which has been around forever, 15 years. You know what? I'm, a, there. I just started writing a novel and I'm going to try to find a way to put that in my novel. <laughs> I'm not going to save it for a movie. Oh my gosh. App control. That's amazing. I love it. It okay. is. Yeah. They sell, they sell them. Anyway, they, they're really good. So that's a, that's a good tip. So yes, I would go all out, but I, I have no doubt this couple will, you know, take that, what's that saying, you know, run with it um, and just have great fun. So I want to report back on which one of those things you enjoyed the most. Perfect. But they do all of them. Awesome. And hang in there, guys. 10 weeks will go fast. That's my advice. Yeah. Um, question three, I haven't had a sexual partner for many years for various reasons, early menopause, kids, etc. I would love to have a man in my life, but don't even know where to start. I'm taking HRT, hormone replacement therapy. So my libido is back with a vengeance, but I don't know where to find a partner. I also feel like a partner will expect me to know so much more than I do. I feel like a sexual novice and this is affecting my confidence. I'm 42. Right. Um, okay. I, I think we should divide this into two halves. Okay. Um, first of all, where to find a man and then talk about sexual confidence. Um, where are all the single men, the intelligent, attractive, solvent, sane single men? 
I mean, age-old question. They can't all be dead or gay, can they? I mean, they've got to be out there somewhere. Now, my big thing with this is that you're not going to find them if you just stay at home, of course, unless you use a dating app. Now, dating apps, 50-50% success rate. My friends who've used them who are very photogenic, socially gregarious, great with technology, good with the banter, love them. The other half who maybe don't photograph so well and they shine in person, who are a little bit shy, not so good on technology, not great with confidence, do not like them. And because you need bucket loads of confidence and the skin of a rhino to do dating apps, let me tell you. So I'm not thinking (laughs) that you really do. They're, They're cruel. Where I think dating apps come into their own, though, is if you're looking for a particularly niche person, like they must love riding horses or they've got to wear a uniform or there will be a website for you that will guide you towards those people. Or if you're in a country town where there just aren't any single men and you want to connect with somebody, there are instances where where they really do work. But I don't think this lady would, I don't care why I hate the word lady and I've been using lady three times today. Um, This woman would, I, I think she would be better off doing it the old-fashioned way, so in real life. Now, how to meet a person in real life? Number one, look up from that damn phone. You have no idea. How, it really annoys me, doesn't it, you? You look down I mean, and everybody's looking at their phones. I mean, people in glass houses shouldn't throw stones. I am often <laughs> on my, my phone all the time. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's well, really bad. I know. I know, I know, I know. But, you know, a lot of people are working on their jobs. I do. I, I understand it. Sometimes I look around and I'm just like, Literally, I'm on the street and there is nobody with their heads up. Nobody. No. Or I'm, or even in like in a, a dinner or at a restaurant more and more, like I have all these random rules that make no sense for phones. You know, like mm. if we're out, like you put the phone away, but like not everybody's on my wavelength with that. You know, yeah. I'm like, I don't know. Yes, but I feel like. Can you imagine that you're trying to meet somebody and everybody's looking down at their phone? How I do you know. meet somebody? I, you have to like, but, you know wave yeah. screamers I mean, exactly. <laughs> bump into them or spill something or yeah is I mean, that one that, of your you, tips <laughs> no but it should be because my next tip was going to be so don't look at your phone and number two smile and make eye contact so if everybody else is on their phone that's not going to work but just try and catch your attention somehow do a tap dance do something and then and then the other thing is accept all invitations to meet new people that's a given for anyone who's single now certain places that I think work well to meet a man um is some kind of exercise class and I don't mean pilates I mean like a boot (laughs) camp or something you're not going to meet a man in pilates um but some kind of boot men love those sort of challenging type things if you're really into exercise maybe a boot camp um they do have these like um these classes that are on a pilates reformer but they are so hard here Mm. and men do take those but not like the traditional lay on the ground and whatever yeah, they, I love those classes. Yeah. I used to do Pilates. Yeah, they do, but they were, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Okay, fine. Don't go I, to Pilates. Yeah. Well, it's hard anyway. You're so, you know. <laughs> what about, now, I think a park. Parks are the new cool place to be ever since the pandemic. But the trick with the park is not to go walking 100 miles an hour. It's to go and sit on a bench and look at everybody as they walk past. And if you see some nice guy that walks past, smile and make some eye contact. And then don't move. Just stay there for about five or 10 minutes because 
if you've made eye contact with somebody who thinks also thinks you're attractive, they'll walk, they'll keep walking, they'll go, oh my God, was she looking at me? I don't know. And they'll turn around and come back. They'll find an excuse to come back. So if you feel like you've made a bit of a connection, hang around for a bit. Um, a dog is always really handy because it gives people an excuse to approach you. If you don't have one, you could borrow a friend's. And think about places where men outnumber women. So if you're going to go for a drink, don't go to the glitzy cocktail bar because it's going to be full of bloody Instagrammers. Go to the local pub. That's where men go, right? They go to the local pub. Or if you are going to go to the gym, go to one that has a heavy weight section, not one that has a yoga studio. Just use your brain a bit to think about, okay. The other thing is, I mean, for instance, a rally. Like, every time I go into central London, the streets are packed with people protesting something. <laughs> and it was um, Extinction Rebellion were there. And they were all these single men on their own, like hippie types. What she, what's she writing down I'm now? writing this down because it's so funny. Like, the person who goes to all these various protests just to meet someone, but they don't even know what they're protesting. <laughs> and her friends are like, oh, like, I'm going to put this in. What do you oh. protest today? You know, I don't know. This or that. And anyway. <laughs> yeah, but there are. I mean, it's a good way to no, meet people. No, it's so funny. It's just and funny. Coffee shop. It. Coffee yep. shop. Because yep. people go there at a certain time every day. So if you go there at 10 o'clock and there's a really hot guy there, you want to go back at 10 o'clock the next day. And then you, you can start smiling at people and then, oh, hi, how are you today? Really easy to meet people when they're repeating. Same with the tube. If somebody you see somebody and they seem to be catching at the same time, that's a really good thing to do. Volunteering. Now, it used to be that the only people who were ever volunteering were retired people, but now everybody has a social conscience. So you could retire, you could be on a rally, then you could go to the volunteer thing after that. God, how altruistic. You could wait any, if you're waiting in a queue, that's another great thing to do because you've got a trapped audience. Live music events. I think they're much better than if, you know, there's a DJ because you're both there because you like the band, people are hanging around. I think that's a good idea. But also, you should ask your friends and colleagues to set you up. No one likes doing this because they think it reeks of desperation, but it doesn't. And everybody I know who's actually done that has ended up with a partner. People love playing matchmaker. Hmm. They really do. I feel so bad. There's somebody who's asked, keeps, she keeps asking me and I'm like, I just don't know anybody. But like mm. every time we get together, which is not that often, I feel, I feel so guilty. In fact, in the back of my head, I'm like always... Trying to looking find someone for, for yeah, I am like yeah, but that's good, right? Yeah, so if you do meet somebody, I you'll probably someone, yes. hand her on to her. Yes, more of so than Other single friends. That's true. Oh, I see. So it's like <laughs> getting in the front of the line, really. <laughs> yeah. God, there's that awful thing about you know if somebody dies, like the somebody's widowed, even young. I remember like this really hot, hot, hot guy who used to go to my gym and he was so gorgeous. Everybody used to like eye him off. He was really nice as well, and his wife was so gorgeous. And she died. Oh, no. And, if, and I know it was awful, but everybody went into this whole, well, how long do we wait? Like, and, and this girl, seriously, I reckon she waited four weeks and she was in there and now they're together and everybody else was like, damn. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like the polite gene doesn't count. And I think it's just very interesting the way that all panned out. God, I've forgotten about that. <laughs> anyway, um, so you need to get out there and you need to be talking to people and, you know, just learning how to make conversation with anyone. As for sexual confidence, listen, everybody 
says, you know, I don't know what the new rules are. The thing is, there are no new rules. I mean, you don't have any rules. Make your own rules. Do what you feel confident in. And don't be conned into thinking, oh, everybody's having threesomes, everybody's doing anal, everybody's doing all this. Some people are, but it shouldn't affect you. You just do what you want to do. And I think the only thing you need to be open, you know, the things that you really need to be doing is just be open to exploration, be enthusiastic and just be willing to, you know, talk about sex and listen to people and be, oh yeah, that's interesting. But don't ever be forced into anything you don't want to do. And I mean, sex is sex. There's only so many combinations of things that you can do. I mean, we can't reinvent the wheel. But, um, and also another thing that people say is, you know, I don't want to undress in front of a stranger. Well, by the time you undress in front of somebody, they won't be a stranger. So think of it like that. Prepare physically, um, maybe start masturbating to get yourself in the mood for sex, increase your libido and take baby steps because, you know, there's no need to, I don't think you don't feel forced to have sex on the first day. That's not what most people still do. They just don't. Young people do, but certainly not at 42. And I have to say, I don't often plug my book, but I really do think that my latest book, which is Great Sex Starts at 50, would be great for you, even though you're only 42, because there's so much detail on stuff like this, on how to meet somebody, how to prepare yourself for sex, how to give yourself more sexual confidence. So I really do think, if you fancied it, that that would give you lots and lots of detail on all of this stuff. You could just re-release it as Great Sex Starts at 40, see if it does better. I know. Oh, it gets such <laughs> lovely reviews, that book. It's really nice, actually. Um, I do, but, but yeah. I have it. I love it. It has the best cover. Best cover. Great book. Is it? Yeah. I love your cover. Yeah. Yeah. God, you don't like it? Went, we went through so much to get that cover. Yeah, it's it's, be, it's certainly better than the other covers that we were looking at. There's such, oh, anyway, blah, blah. The sex, to, the covers for books are so difficult, aren't they? Yes. Really, really. I like all the Scandi covers, actually. Whenever I'd tour in Scandinavian countries, I'd always come back and want their covers because they were very stark and clean and anything. I love anything Scandinavian. Right, sex challenge? Yes, sorry, sex challenge. Right, okay. I want everyone to play fantasy dice, right? This is a good game. Now, you write down the beginning of six sex fantasies. So it might be, I'm in a strip club about to strip off in front of hundreds of men or, and next thing, I'm at a sex party or some kind, just the beginning sentence of a sex fantasy. You number it, you say you do six of them and you number them one to six, right? Then you throw the dice. So say Mm. you stop on a two, then you have to give the next sentence for fantasy number two. So you're Mm. building a plot here. Now, the thing about this is that A, it's fun, and B, people rarely build a fantasy in a direction that they don't want to go in, in real life. So if you, for instance, were, say I wrote the strip thing and then my husband happened to land on that and then he did the next sentence, he'd say, get off the stage (laughs) and don't go there. Do you know what I mean? So it gives you clues as to what the person would do. That's fun. Yeah. Cute little idea, isn't it? Cute little idea. (laughs) Never had of ideas, Tracy. Oh, no, we're not. Well, actually, I was thinking 55 shows. We've done a lot. We've done a lot. I'm impressed. And you still always are coming up with new stuff. It's really good job. This is great. Thank you. We get so many questions, so many questions, that it's hard to answer them all. But, of course, you know, that keeps everything nice and new and peppy. And for anyone listening, if you have a, a question to answer anonymously, 
Go to sextalkpod.com, S-E-X-T-O-K-P-O-D, sextalkpod.com, and enter your question. There's not even a place to put your name, so don't worry. And um, yeah, we'll, we'll answer. We'll answer it. We'll answer. be thinking about it all summer. Uh, <laughs> so thank you everyone for listening, for coming back week after week. If you're new, go back and listen to everything while we're on our little break. And we will be back to you at the end of the summer. And so early August, watch out for us. We'll be early there. August. That's not early August. Right. No, it's not exactly. So okay. beginning of August. Okay. We'll be beginning back. beginning of August. That's not that long. I'll be no. very busy. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Have All right. a great summer, everyone. Have a great summer. And you, Zibby. Thank you, you too, Tracy. Thanks for listening to Sex Talk with Zibby and Tracy. If you want more from Tracy, she has a column on Moms Don't Have Time to Write on Medium. So check that out too. Thanks again. 